0: Prepare your ear holes for hoops. It's like a romance with the ball. Get ready for a view of Cleveland basketball from downtown Columbus. Let it ride. This is Very Cavalier with Reiser
1: and Matty Ice. Let's get it out. The 12th 50 win season in franchise history, just the fourth for a Cavaliers team without one LeBron James. I, I think that It is important for this Cavaliers franchise to start stacking more of those milestones in the post-LeBron era, while also acknowledging things were as good as they will ever be with the King. This is episode, I think, 13, a very lucky number for us. Eric Reiser, Matty Ice-Hayes, but we are, at this point, two games away from postseason play beginning. The Cavaliers have locked up the four seed in the East. The New York Knicks, the likely opponent in the first round, Sands. Julius Randle,
0: which is big,
1: huge, which is big
0: because Jalen Brunson has been amazing for them. But Julius Randle is a top two, top three guy uh, for the Knicks. I love that you started off with the Cavs racking up another year that included 50 wins because that's a big deal. And I think even when you look at this window of time talking last year, coming into this year, right? You had a solid season a year ago, right? You did some good things with Garland and Mobley and Larry Markin and Jared Allen and that team. But things quickly change when you get a superstar player like Donovan Mitchell. Now, yes. obviously, expectations go through the roof a little bit, but I do kind of want to sit in the moment and just this is what you want. You want a young core to go from one year and progressively get better, and they've done that. Yes. So I think that's a huge box to check. Now, we could talk about what they should do now moving forward. But that's a key ease because we've seen teams in sports to where it looks like they're in their window and then something happens in the year and they backtrack a little bit. There's still that momentum of moving forward with the Cavs. So I think it's a really good accomplishment, especially when you look at grabbing 50 wins in a conference that includes Milwaukee, Philly, and Boston. And those three teams we know have some real superstar power. So I'm excited about this series, man. Happy that they're in to the real dance.
1: Am I Grady? that penultimate game of the season – uh, April 6th in Orlando against the Magic. Yeah. The Cavaliers are going to be sitting Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Karis LeVert, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, and Dylan Windler. Am I greedy that I want 52 wins? Uh, no, you're not greedy. But we got to play a little bit of the long you game, do. right? I agree. Just, just a little
0: bit. And when you've got Okoro being banged up, which – I don't know. It's, we're going to see him in the playoffs? I do want
1: to bring that up here in a sec.
0: Okay. Because there's concern there. You're not greedy, though, because I understand what you're saying, and you want as much momentum going into the postseason as right. possible. I do like, though, E, that you just grinded out a nice win against the same team the other day yep. in their building. So they've been hanging out down in Orlando, kicking it a little bit. I remember you and I talking when we first started the pod, one of the early games of the year was how annoying that Magic game was. because The of- Magic and the Pistons. <laughs> And you drop games to these teams, and you're like, the hell? It's crazy. But what is this? Franz Wagner, Paulo Bancair, you kind of see the vision of where they're going. So they're a tough out. I love that they had that type of tune-up game heading into the postseason. So resting <laughs> the some Magic of your
1: stuff. <laughs> Magic don't have anybody on their uh, injury report. They're going all in. kind the of have uh, their whole roster.
0: Exactly. And they, look, for the Magic, these are young guys. They probably got their vacation planned for the end of the week because their they, season's about to be over. You
1: think they go to Disney World or you think they're sick of Orlando? They get the hell out. Uh, it probably is a little overkill for I them. Bet. You know what I mean? It's like, because I use this example their a team's lot. team's named in homage to the to to that, The amusement park. Yeah. Correct.
0: So I, I, I like to use this as an example, and I'm sure you probably <laughs> run into this a lot too. Like, I've got friends from out of town, right? Yeah. And they come into town. And guess what food place they always want to go to first? Raising Cane's. Yes. Yep. Every single time. And you and I, it's good. It's wonderful. It gets the job done. Yep. But when you have it around all the time,
1: there's a little bit of that. Okay. There's I get, no appreciation. Of course. Same for
0: people that live. I get Midwest, it when I want it. Right. In and out. Right. Right. When I go out the, when I went to Arizona, Los I Gotta Vegas, have it. Gotta have it. Yep. And out. So it's the same thing. So I'm with you for showing the magic. But yeah, tonight I
1: like them playing a little bit of the long game and uh, getting some guys ready to go. Evan Mobley, do you think he's done enough to unseat Jared Jackson the third? That's right, three J's? Triple J. Jared, triple J, Jared Jackson Jr.? Yes. Of Memphis as Defensive Player of the Year? I don't think so. Same. Jared Jackson has been incredible
0: all year. He's been swatting shots with the best of them. And he's also a guy, too, that can give it to you offensively. I mean, we're talking the man's... He averaged three blocks a game this year. Three blocks a game. So Jared Jackson Jr., I I would roll with him and be okay. I
1: don't feel bad. The Evan Mobley, all defensive team though. I could see, like, see that.
0: I could absolutely see that. E because this isn't hitting the same for me when we talk Depoy The way it did last year with rookie of the year Scotty Barnes kind of stole it away from him. And
1: I know Evan was he was a little banged up. A little. Yeah, it was the last month of the season. Yeah. It really changed it. You had Scotty Barnes played well all year, right. But Evan Mobley missing time later in the year, and the Cavs kind of fell on their face, right? Right. Into the play-in round, and then you saw what happened there. I think that leaves a lot in voters' minds because I do, of course. While we are reaching the end of the season, want to bring up the MVP race? I think there's a similar feel to that. You want to do the MVP thing now or a little bit later? Uh, let's let's stick on with Mobley okay. and Defensive Player of the Year, and then I want to get to Donovan Mitchell. But then we will we'll touch on uh, what who did I say? MVP
0: Embiid. So I'm good with J.R. Jackson Jr. getting Defensive Player of the Year. Evans he's going to get some votes, and I think he'll be a top five finals, which is tremendous. You're talking what year two or year three two. with this guy, and I you're agree. already in that conversation. That that's unbelievable. The thing that I love right now about Evan is the the offense E. I don't know how you feeling about this but for the last month or two Evan's been doing his thing offensively and I think now when we get into the postseason That can go a long way is when you have Evan with some confidence in what he can do on the offensive end, that's going to be a big boost. When you look up and down, those box scores going back to, you know, February, late January, you're seeing some pretty good production from him on that end. So I
1: think that's a great sign for this team ramping up for the postseason and having feeling good about his offensive game. Let's talk some box scores for the past four games. A streak will come to the end tonight in four games for Donovan Mitchell, 40 plus points. Uh, He's got 13 on the season. Likely, at best, he'll get 14. But that's mm. still three better than LeBron James, I think, in 2010. Which is crazy. In terms of 40-point games in a season in Cavaliers franchise that's history. And as I talked to open the show, I think that's so huge that they are stacking more of these milestones yes. without LeBron on the roster. Yeah, and big. I think it's important that, I you know, because... I've been sometimes, and I feel like it's unfair. I am not a LeBron hater, despite me hating on LeBron a lot. You're a little harsh on huh? A little bit. A little harsh. I, I, would, I would actually, <laughs> that label's fair. I think it's so important, as many, as many of these milestones you can start stacking yeah. without LeBron, yeah. recognizing that I was at a parade because of LeBron James. For sure. So for Donovan Mitchell, first team all NBA, I feel like, is the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's, he's done quite enough there, but I'd love to see it.
0: He can make a case, we can make a case for him that he's been the best shooting guard in the sport this year. Yeah, Number one in points per game when it comes to shooting guards and a whole bunch of other stats amongst shooting guards that are top five, top ten. And when you look at the games that you just laid out, when he's going crazy throughout this stretch run of scoring 44 games in a row, what I love he is for these four games, 45%, 69%, 56%, there and it is. 65% from the field. You're talking highly efficient games from Spider Mitchell. And we all know watching him, it's not a layup line with his game. It's three point shots. It's mm-hmm. mid ranges. So he's going out there and shooting this thing at a high clip. And that's tremendous to see. And that's what the Cavs are going to need is for him to rise up and have these not star performances, but superstar performances, especially when we go into the garden. Cause you know what that place is all about. Those people are going to be foaming at the mouth. Because that atmosphere is, I think, the best in basketball throughout the playoffs. I'm it's so excited. Madison Square Garden. And to see the Cavs playing meaningful games in that building with that spotlight, because, E, I think they're set up with the lighting aesthetically is the best. I'm a huge fan, basketball-wise, of keeping the court lit and everything around it being dark.
1: Give me that stage vibe, all eyes on it's the It's very court. much that theatrical oh. uh, feel to it of where it's everybody else, everything else is... I love it. Immaterial, unimportant. It's what's going on on the court. It's I love very it. Broadway.
0: I love it. So this is a huge series, obviously. It's the freaking playoffs. I didn't say anything meaningful there, but I'm saying specifically for Donovan Mitchell because it's a little personal. This, this series is a little personal for Donovan Mitchell with all the Knicks ties and all that stuff that's always going to be floating out there until he puts it to bed. He wants to be in Cleveland for five years, seven years, or whatever that's going to be. But yeah, right now... Spider Mitchell, you can make a case he's the best player
1: in the sport right now at this moment. When you talk about Mobley, just to kind of put a bow on all of this really quickly, it's when Mitchell – there will be games – in the postseason that Mitchell will not be shooting 15 of 23 from the field. Right. And you have Mobley's efficiency. Yeah. You have Darius Garland's efficiency. You have the ability to kick it into Jared Allen. And those guys recently down the stretch have been shooting just as efficiently as Dari- as, as Donovan has. Yeah. And so you can have that faith that if one guy is slightly off, mm-hmm. like I still expect Donovan to, to have be a high-volume shooter. Because that's what you have to have no for this Cavaliers team right now to be successful the other guys can chip in by making the shots that are given to them at, time, at the times they are allowed to do it. Because any time Donovan Mitchell's open, shoot.
0: Please. Do not give the ball to anybody. The, the last thing anybody wants is for the Cavs to go down in a game and we look at a box score and you look at Donovan Mitchell and he's still got bullets in there. Let him fly. You have yeah. no, you, you have nothing to lose. you got to play fearless. Of course. And he's been that guy and you should have confidence in that because he's gone down this road in the postseason before in Utah. And when he was out there, he's had some really good playoff performances. So that these stages, the garden, the playoffs itself, that's not going to move Donovan Mitchell at all. To your point, though, the more efficient the game is, the better it's going to be for the team. And I just think everybody around him, man, especially that bench unit, that's the key, is you know how the playoffs work. There's going to be that window of time because Darius, Evan, Uh, DG, Jared, those guys are playing north of 35 minutes every night in the postseason. Every single game, those guys are going to be playing north of 35 minutes. It's just going to be that window of time to where you get Karis and you get Ricky Rubio and you get Dean Wade and all these guys, that five to 10-minute window throughout a game, can you not have a dry spell? I think for me in the postseason, I've seen it too many times to where you have your stars do their thing, and then when that bench unit comes in, that's how the other team either stays attached to you or they pull away in the game. So that'll be key
1: to see which role player rises up in the postseason. And I'd have thought because Karis LeVert's been shooting the lights off, shooting the leather off the ball. Yeah, yes. Is. That Isaac Okoro would be key yeah. for the playoffs, and it, it's looking less and less likely that they'll even have him for a majority of the series with the Knicks because it's been a lot of speculating and reevaluating, and it's a knee soreness, but there's maybe a structural issue there that. That I don't know if it can be properly diagnosed because they're just taking it like it is soreness. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody knows. It's worrisome. It, Nobody it, it, who's supposed to know feels like they know.
0: Yeah, it's an uncomfortable vibe around it. There's no doubt about it, Ian. What worries me the most is when you talk about this series with the Knicks, who's guarding
1: Jalen Brunson? Yep. Uh, I don't know who's That's guarding. That's a spot where you would like
0: Okoro. Correct because you don't want Darius and Donovan to have to take up on these crucial defensive assignments because of what you need from them on the offensive end. So that loss I think is huge in this series because you look at a guy like Jalen Brunson, like I, I think I'm going to be taking a lot of the overs <laughs> for him in the series oh, yeah. because I just don't know where the resistance is going to come from. Maybe you get some Lamar Stevens on him, but like outside of that, we looked at Okoro this year as that guy that could be in that starting lineup he can be a body you can throw at the other team's best player, and he may be able to hold up and give you some good things on the defensive end. But right now, man, that's looking pretty pretty bleak. But on the other side, like we talked about earlier, they don't have Julius Randle. So that, that's a big blow for them.
1: Yeah, it's it, it'll be very interesting to see just in the days, because it's the 15th, I believe, is when the playoffs start. I was just looking at my calendar because they got the play-in starting on the 11th, the 11th to the 14th. And then the fifteenth, that Saturday, will be the first round. So games will begin then. If it's a a thing that they've, you know, with the Cavaliers and Okoro, that he's just been resting everything and they haven't had him at practice just to be safe. And then they reactivate him on the thirteenth or the fourteenth. See how that knee goes, mm-hmm. and then he, all of a sudden he becomes avail- available on the fifteenth.
0: Going back to what you said about Karis, because he has been lighting up the rim here recently. That that's the guy. Because those minutes that we were has just talking be. about. He's got to be that guy in yep. that window of time that does it. Sure, maybe you run into, you know, a couple three-pointers three from Ricky Rubio or some other guys. Dean Wade's got to get back on track with his shooting because that guy we saw early on in the season had those flashes of good shooting. And since he got the new contract, it's kind of like, eh, with Dean Wade. But Karras is the guy, man, because we've seen him have monster offensive games. Yep. And if he can – he doesn't even need to have monster offensive games. But just those – 10 to 20 points that you can offer and be efficient, man, can go such a long way um, in, in these moments because on the other side of things, that's what they're going to be expecting from Emmanuel Quickly, a guy that's been in the sixth man yep. of the year conversation. He's going to be that spark for them to try to keep them going when Jalen Brunson gets some rest.
1: This is a spot for Danny Green. In the locker room. <laughs> and, I, and you're laughing, but I'm serious,
0: man. Like I, And maybe you're right. Maybe you're onto to something, E, because... I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea either. During his time, though, he's been kind of that defensive guy, 3 and D type of guy. Yep. We just haven't seen it. I think he is going to be very valuable to these young guys, though, throughout the postseason and what he can put into their brains about just how you handle this type of things. Donovan's been there, but the Evan and Darius, just the little things. to get through a postseason. He's won championships before, there. so he knows what it takes. But I guess I'd be shocked. If we got Yeah, he hadn't played since like mid-March. And maybe that's a plan. Maybe that's a plan. I I don't know. Maybe his body just completely is cooked, but maybe maybe you're on to something as far as JB and everybody got on the same page to say, hey, look, you're here for a playoff run. We don't need you for the regular season. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. This is
1: very cavalier with Reecer and Matty Ice. Looking back, and of course, hindsight being what it was, I'm glad they did move Levert at the deadline. You needed it. Boy, would that have been disastrous. You needed it. And with the Okoro knee thing Ooh. right now. You'd be super light. You'd be super mm-hmm. light. Uh, and, that- and you already feel light, even right. with Okoro and Levert. Right. You still, then you don't have Okoro, you, you feel extra light. Yeah. And then if you didn't have Levert, unless you had brought back something, you know, for that 3-4 spot, yeah. you'd have been... Trouble, trouble,
0: real trouble, real, real trouble.
1: against hindsight. So yeah, it, it is.
0: It is. But I think you and I were in favor of flipping him at the time just because not we we wanted to kick Karras out of the building. Excuse me. But his contracts up at the end of the year and to get I like to get guys get things for well, guys.
1: The, the the get back would have been something that would have been a similar not player to Karras, but someone who could have fit that that small forward power forward Correct. role that would give you defense and scoring that Lever uh, up to the point was. Just not doing everything that was needed. Right. Picturing this Cavaliers team winning a championship required what Levert wasn't offering.
0: Right. Because I, when you look at a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, and look, they're the one seed. They have Giannis. Yep. Uh, it's a whole nother. But I'm just talking about their depth, e, and what they're gonna bring out to the floor. A guy that you and I talked about a lot when it came to Caris and possibly a trade was Jay Crowder. Yep. And you look at how Milwaukee's built, right? And when they – now, Chris Middleton's got a knee injury going on, which I'm sure they don't – obviously, they don't love. He's just not right. He's just not right. But coming off their bench, whether, you know, Bobby Porter's and, and, you know, Wes Matthews and all – Jay Crowder, Joe Ingles, they're bringing veteran dudes that know how to get it done in the postseason. So, a guy like Jay Crowder, we looked at, he was that 3 and D type of vibe you needed because, man, I just – I don't know. I just think about that starting lineup that could have been Donovan and Darius yeah. and Jay Crowder and then the trees down there. What it could have, should have, and they'll be all right. And they're gonna be highly competitive, but it does feel like their depth isn't maybe as heavy as you would want it no. to be. And, that, and that's know?
1: we we said that at the deadline that you've got to you've got to establish more depth yeah. if you're gonna make a deep playoff run. Like I, I look at the the Bucks and the Celtics and I, I see that depth that you need. Obviously, they have the superstar players, the all world guys, and Giannis and yeah. Jason Tatum and. Despite what was, well, I guess I'll ask this. Yeah. What do you make, if anything, of the last time the Celtics played the Bucs? It was a 41-point win for Boston. It's a, what do the coaches like to say, just flush it. Call Don't an ally. Well, here's the,
0: here's the reason why I'm willing
1: to give the Bucs that. It was a back-to-back.
0: Yeah, they, it was they a were second an indie, a second back-to-back. They were an indie the night before. Yes, you got your teeth kicked in. And look, there's people that read into it a little bit more than I will because there's been a little history to where Boston has been a really good team against Giannis. So it may maybe I'm not reading into it enough. I don't know. Me personally, those type of games at this portion of the calendar where teams are already knowing, hey, we're a top three C. They're kinda like you said, they got the experience. I'm not too worried about it. Are you concerned like now, I will say this my concern level for Milwaukee isn't high, but to get done what they want to get done, the Chris Middleton thing that just happened yep. last night. Is I think pretty scary,
1: and they've got a tough. They got. I mean, everybody has a tough time guarding Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah. yeah, it feels like the Bucks are of the uh, uh, just the Bucks for being a championship contender mm-hmm. are ill-equipped to fully deal with those two in a series.
0: They don't really have a whole few bunch. teams do right. That duo's terrifying when you're dealing with two wing players that are that have the size they have and the offensive bag they have. But I love what you said about Boston's depth because. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, six man of the year type of guy. We just watched this core go really into the finals last year and almost won the darn thing, right? So that type of team with that experience, they're going to be a tough out for sure. They kept
1: it close against Philadelphia the other night with Joel Embiid scoring 51 points without Jalen Brown. Correct. So you know what they're about, man. They're they can be elite on both ends
0: that of the floor. That worried me a little bit. Yeah. They, they're the truth, man. Because remember how we remember how we started the year with Boston. Two wins over Boston in as many weeks. And Boston was sizzling to start uh-huh. of the year. <laughs> Looking like the best team, no doubt. Except to, against the Cavaliers. Except against the Cavaliers. So, Derek White, Brogdon around, you know, Tatum and Brown. And then you got the OG still and Al Horford and Marcus Smart. Like, there's so much playoff experience, man. Like, I, I start to not really care that much about results towards the end of
1: the year yeah. with teams like this. And similarly with... The Philadelphia 76ers, you know, you get a two point win over Boston, regardless of who's on the court for the Celtics, you're still beating Boston and you're still getting 51 from Joel Embiid. And I think after the game, uh, Doc Rivers said that the MVP race was over. Do you agree with his assessment there? I
0: do. I do. Kind of do too. I didn't love what I think was the ducking of Jokic the week before. You thought that they rested Embiid? I think so. Okay. I think so, because at the time, remember, some of the Vegas odds were pretty close still yeah. leading into that game. And B put it on Jokic the first time they played. Put it on him. yep. And for made me, like a, was it
1: not a game? It might have been a go-ahead
0: three over oh, him. He had a monster game yeah. in that game. Absolutely cooking Jokic in that game. I don't know how you felt about it. I know they were coming off a long road trip. But to E, sit that game, take a day off, and then come out and play the next game, it was ducking vibes to me. Yeah. Now, he circled back around. Put the cherry on top. I think he will be the MVP. I'm good with it. Uh, He's a freak of nature, man. The dude's just an absolute freak of nature. It's like, you know, you remember watching Shaq when we were younger.
1: Yep. There's nobody like him. Just that. And you had no idea how to defend it. You had no idea if you could defend it. Right and you had no idea what you were going to be able to do.
0: You know how just that physicality, you could feel it through the yeah. TV? That's what it is with Mb. but Mb can take you out to the mid-range line. He can take you out to the three-point line, and he can knock it down for there. So, yeah, look, James Harden's got a little bit of a Achilles soreness yep. going on, which is obviously tough, but um, talk about environments with the Cavs going into the garden. That environment during the postseason is bananas.
1: Yeah, I, I think despite the West being more interesting, the East is going to provide better basketball in the playoffs. Yeah, because you've got teams that I think are very evenly matched. You've got environments that are mm-hmm. as raucous as as anybody anywhere, any sport. Um, but I still think the West is going to be a lot of fun. And I, I did want to get to the West real quickly because um, I was I had something else East East conference and I blanked on it. So we'll just move west yeah, yeah. with Jokic and the Nuggets, kind of not stumbling down the stretch, but just kind of. Blah. Eh. Yeah, and you, you talk to you know late season results, and the Nuggets have had the one seed for the entire almost the entire season. Mm-hmm. It never really felt like it was it was in question. Right. The Nuggets were going to clinch this number one thing. Uh, similarly with the Grizzlies, that had always just been kind of a couple games behind the Nuggets, and it was never anything that you thought, oh, could could Memphis catch Denver? It's was like, right. no, nah, probably not. Then there's Sacramento. And I still don't know what to make of the Kings, despite saying earlier today that I think the Kings would give you a tougher out in the playoffs than any of the teams below them in the West. And that includes a surging Lakers team that includes a surging Golden State Warriors team. You don't believe that. You don't believe I did when I said it. I believe it less and less (laughs) the more I I look at everything else going on around the league, because this was. This was the, the like two days after. Yeah. So last week was like Tuesday or Wednesday. The Kings clinched their first playoff berth in, what, 16 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, this is a team that I think could give you serious problems more so than the teams below them. And then the week kind of happened. And now that I sit here, I go, I don't know how much I believe of that anymore.
0: You know who they are to me? They're the 60-win Hawks from a few years ago, yeah. more than a few years ago now. Remember had they had like that whole starting five in the All-Star game yep. or whatever it was, and there was Teague and Corver and Horford and that team? I don't believe. I think it's been a great regular season run. I agree with you, though, that they can get a little prickly, right? And you can get into a series with the Kings. They give you some frustration. They can yeah. I History has shown us, though, E, when you're this bad defensively, you don't have a lot of longevity in the postseason. No. Offensively, they've been as amazing. Fox, Sabonis, Keegan Murray, I think off the top of my head, he has made the most threes by any rookie in NBA history. That sounds right. So him coming in as a sniper out of the Big Ten, that's great. They're building this thing in the right way. I just, if you're telling me that I got to place my money on the Kings over Phoenix or Golden State or L.A., I'm
1: out. What's it? Phoenix is 9-0 and with Durant? Yeah, they just haven't lost a game. They haven't lost a game. So, they're terrifying. They I think are. they have won their last 6. Are
0: they terrifying? I think so. Okay, they're terrifying for you. They're ter- I'd be
1: terrified to play them. They're not terrifying for me. No? No. They're not terrifying. Because Is anybody in the West terrifying? Cuz I also now think LeBron and AD are terrifying.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: With the team they have around them
0: now. I,
1: I think, the way, the acquisition yeah. of D'Angelo Russell and the health of a d and how yeah. he carried that team without lebron right and I, I know it was it was last night, so it would have been on April fifth they lost to the Clippers again, I think it was it was the eleventh eleventh straight, straight loss they've <laughs> lost all four this season. Russell Westbrook's hitting threes, and yeah. then he's you know he's chucking signs at everybody oh, You knew like, that was
0: coming with him that's a revenge game. of course it's a revenge game. of course it's
1: somebody's got marked on his calendar right. but Okay, so terrifying scale out in – terrifying rankings in it's the those West. those two for me.
0: Okay, I'll roll with you on the Lakers because I've seen this movie before, the competent roster around two stars, one of them being LeBron. I've mm. seen this movie before. So the Suns are terrifying for you. To yes. me, I don't see terrifying. Okay. Golden State is terrifying. Now that All Wiggins right. is back, That that's it for me. Okay. Like, they are terrifying, and you can – Mention it, and I will hear you, and I can't help but acknowledge it because it's real. They have been horrible on the road this year. Horrible.
1: 9 and 30. But I don't care. I don't care, E. I just don't care. I mean, that makes me feel better because the Cavs have also been garbage on the road. Yeah. So, But we don't have four championships <laughs> with this core of guys. So
0: you're in on the Suns being terrifying. Uh-huh. I will acknowledge that they're really, really good. I just haven't seen terrifying just yet. But terrifying for me in the West is L. A. the Lakers and the Warriors, and we have not mentioned the one or the two seed.
1: No, and it's only going to take one or two games of Curry and Clay putting up thirty each that I'll be terrified. And Draymond just running around like a madman. just disrupting everything fla- on defense, like flailing all over the place. I'm like, now I'm de- I am adequately terrified. But I, okay, so why I'm not terrified in the in the. The Nuggets. I'm not terrified. You shouldn't be. The Grizzlies. Be. They just, they're they good. They're really good. Yeah. But in the context of what we're talking about, making a legit playoff run, like, that's... they yell thanks, at us. Thanks for coming.
0: Memphis would yell at us after what they did last year. And us not putting enough respect on their name. That's with, fair. Without John going toe-to-toe. With going, they'd yell at us for this. But I don't like not having Brandon Clark. I don't. He's done with the Achilles, right? right. He's a key rotation guy for them. I don't know if Steven Adams is popping up. I don't. So
1: he, Didn't he get, like, a... Uh, like stem cells yeah. put in his knee or something right, like right. some explorative procedure. And they've got to like reevaluate him like in a week here. Now, look, their big threes. Legit. It is. Yeah.
0: Ja, Desmond Bain defensive player of the year. We talked about off the top that, that, that is legit.
1: So maybe, I, maybe they're not terrifying to me. No, though. they don't. They're good. I, and I, I do expect them to give whomever they play, which. Okay. Again, the, Let me put it to you this one. Let me ask you this. See,
0: cause I, I, you know how I like to weigh things. The, yeah. would I be shocked scale? If the, if the Memphis Grizzlies got to the finals, would you be shocked? No. Okay, me either. I would. So, so maybe we should put a little bit more respect on them.
1: That's, a, good, there, that's a very good point. So they're not in the terrifying class, but you not and yet. I wouldn't be shocked if they got to the if finals. If I'm going tears of terrifying, I'm terrified in the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm getting terrified. I can get terrified of the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> While I think the Nuggets and the Grizzlies are really, really good, solid play, solid teams, Yeah. I'm not ready to even say I could get terrified. I just think that they could grind out a seven-game series and find themselves in the Western Conference Final or find themselves into the NBA Final. But I think, like, it could take a game and the Lakers or Suns and maybe even the Warriors can roll you over. Oh, it's... They could body bag you in five. Yes,
0: because you're talking about championship DNA for everybody. All three-star players, LeBron, Steph, KD, championship DNA. You're talking about Really, really good. There's rosters. no moment, no, no too big. Oh, no. those guys are going to be fine. Like, obviously, we've seen this for a decade with these three guys. Like, they're going to be fine. And I love what you said about Gold State. I think you're right because it's going to take, I think, for for maybe a half in game one, or who knows, a whole game with them in their first playoff game. The kind of oh, yeah, you guys forgot about us.
1: You guys should have done that.
0: Yeah, you guys forgot.
1: Hey, dummies because we,
0: you remember, E. Andrew Wigg is the second best player in the finals last year. He was. Second best player in the finals last year, and that was a year where Clay was still knocking off the rust. I wouldn't be surprised if he can turn into their second best player in the postseason. So when teams have shown me that they can do it, and that car still that that core is still there, excuse me,
1: I'm not going to doubt you until you show me otherwise. Just real quick, do you got any uh, thoughts on the new CBA? It was agreed upon last week. I hate the end season tournament. I hate it. Yeah, that th- it's uh, weird that it. like not a whole lot of info came out about that, other yeah. than that it will exist and could exist as early as twenty three, twenty four.
0: I'm out on that yeah, completely. Dumb. I love the sixty five game mark that you have to get to or even beyond that to be qualified for the big time awards. Completely in on all that. I could care less about dude smoking weed. It, it is what it is. Like I, I don't care
1: about that. No, yeah, um,
0: couldn't care out right, at all. but. Yeah, I. Uh, that's my biggest beef is the play-in tournament. I'm not the play-in. Excuse me, the in-season tournament. I just like.
1: Yeah, I wonder what they call that. Like, what, what we weird doing? marketing-y thing they try. Like, what dumb label they slap on that. And
0: I know they're going to try to incentivize incentivize these guys. Oh, these money. will be part of that
1: 65 game minimum, or these yes. will be part of your regular season record, or these will be games that guys want to play in, or yeah. the guys will feel incentivized to play in because they'll want to get. That want to be eligible for the end of season awards right. because those are big contract uh indicate those are big things for their contracts. Correct.
0: And so yeah, I, I just don't see me as a fan. E saying, you know what, I'm fired up this weekend to watch the in season tournament. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. But I'm just, I'm not seeing the
1: vision right now. Yeah, unless it's like a really cool championship trophy, something like that. Are you I get going get to hang know. a banner for an in season title. Please don't. Please don't. Right. We can't be pulling that, a Colts with it. That t- feels you know. weird. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. So
0: yeah, I uh. It'll be interesting to see what details come out about that. But as far as the award stuff goes, I'm a big fan of that because we can't be having dudes playing 50 games and making first team all NBA just because you're Steph Curry or or LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like there's guys that go out there and do it from start to finish. For the most part, those guys deserve their flowers.
1: All right. So Nike hoop summit is this weekend. Uh, I want to say it's in Eugene, Oregon, but by the time we reconvene next week, is Bronny James going to have made his decision and where do you think he's going to be? It's at the Moda Center in Portland.
0: Oh my gosh. So last time I checked, I did believe that Ohio State was the favorite. Now, sports books are obviously going to have different sure. odds all over the place, but I've seen Ohio State consistently in the mix. I don't know what he considers
1: home anymore. Because, you know, that angle, I think. Born-, born in Northeast Ohio, spent most of his life in California. Correct. What are his ties to Northeast Ohio other than, yeah, dad's from there. Correct.
0: So, I don't know. People are reading into him posting pictures from his visit here, and that's one of the only schools he's posted pictures with. And I think it's USC. I think it's USC. There's so many opportunities out there. He's already, what? I think he's got a Beats by Dre commercial. He's already yep. doing those already type of Nike things. He's already got Nike endorsements. Like, sure. Could you put that on pause for six to eight months and then get right back to it? Absolutely. Would not Phil Knight send a, a camera crew here to Columbus if you need it? Absolutely. My gut's telling me USC, and I don't really have much to stand on when it comes to that. I'm just throwing no. stuff at the wall, and I'm going, I think he's a Trojan.
1: I think that's what sportsbooks are doing as well. They're just seeing where the money's coming in on, and they're adjusting their odds. Yeah. Based off of that, and that's how you get juice, is you go, well, this could be a fun one.
0: Now, I don't know if, you know, Ohio State picked up in Battle that's, from Minnesota. Yep, I saw that. Do you, you, can you read into that? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they go get a guy like that because they know they're out. I don't know. This is how my crazy brain works, and I'm thinking about all these different things, but it would be such a big boom for us here in the city because it's not even just this, Oh, he's LeBron's son. It's a fun story. No, you're talking about a guy that I'm people should going to be a lottery
1: pick next year. So that's what I want for. I want to watch the, him. Now that's a conversation. Cause is he a lottery pick because he's a legit lottery talent? That's, that's what's out there. Or do is, you get the possibility? Is the possibility of LeBron coming to your team yeah. worth that selection
0: in the 10s? Here's what went a long way for me. Single digits. When I watch Bronny get busy at the McDonald's All-American game. Look pretty good. Look really good, especially shooting that thing from yep. 3E. That's big for me because he's gotten better and better just with my little YouTube clips that I've watched here I and know there. It's not been much. <laughs> like right.
1: The sample sizes we have are YouTube clips or things on TikTok or Instagram. <laughs> That's so, it. And the competition being what it is, it's very hard to compare it to what he's going to be seeing even in the G league, which his dad was crapping on, but
0: he looks like a really, really good player to me. though. He does. Yeah. He does. So when you got that size, you got that shooting ability already. You're telling me a year from now, he couldn't get even better and turn into a top 10 to 15 pick. I, I see that. I see that.
1: All right. And we will see you next week right before the NBA playoffs are set to begin. Thanks for listening to Very Cavalier. Make sure
0: to hit subscribe on
1: whatever podcast thing
0: you're listening to.